0: everybody. Before we dig into today's podcast, I hope everyone is doing well. Artists, photographers, neon makers, vendors, shop owners. If you just love neon and if one day you hope to own your own sign, whoever you are, I hope you're all okay during these trying times. Number two is our merch. If you ever wanted to wear something with the intent to feature neon front and center, it's online. Hit merch on the main nav, on the site, and so on. And last, text us, 917-565-9616. Love to hear from the community, general thoughts, musings, and or whoever we should have on the show. Whatever it is, hit us up, and here is your podcast.
1: Welcome to the Mondo Neon Show. Argon, neon, helium, xenon, krypton, transform and roll out.
0: Max at Mondo Neon. I'm with Jay from uh, Blackout Signs. Yeah, thanks for coming on the show, man.
1: Hey, thanks for having me. Got to be here.
0: Yeah, Jay is a, a long time, been a huge fan. Um, really, just person who's illuminating a, a large portion of Texas. Uh, some people claim themselves to be real shop type guys, but this is really an honor because a lot of the things that I see that you guys make are just really kind of, kind of taking signs, you know, uh, really by the thorns and, and wrestling with it and putting in, you know, metal and, and really kind of cool fabrication things that may or may not be lost in transition, but, you know, really the kind of the workshop when I think about it is, you know, the bare bones kind of working out, you know, really Uh, getting getting everything you can of what you have and it seems like that's kind of the ethos at the sign shop but maybe before we get even into like how the signs got put together is you know what was the kind of what was the standard for you when you went in and wanted to make a neon shop like what were you thinking was the thing to do and and what were your thoughts kind of when you went in early on that and and were you kind of confident that like this was going to be a thing or were you just kind of like being involved with signage like what was it like for you I mean the 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 story.
1: It seems like it's been written, you know, from my childhood all to the, the point I decided I could do um, it, uh, wherever that came from. But um, I guess you know, I guess it. If I'm being honest, it came from having a chip on my shoulder. You know, I looked at um, other fabrication shops, other neon shops, other sign shops, and um, there wasn't really, you know, aside from brilliant work there was no secret sauce that these business people had I thought you know um they're a good organization um uh, and I just thought hard-headed like if they could do it I could do it um and so you know as far as blackout getting started we're 13 years now um as a fabrication of a a creative shop um but it was just a chip on my shoulder and being hard headed not knowing any better and uh I've having, having a lot of ambition and um, really, I don't think I was ready when I started, but, uh, but I got ready real quick when bills got due and
0: deadlines hit and the reality
1: of it hit. You know what I
0: mean? And it's hard, like, I think when people bring things to market, it's hard when you think about your work because it's so critical. A lot of artists have a hard time just putting their work out there, you know, because I think it does make you a little vulnerable, but at the same time, it's like, I think the kind of the silver lining of that is, if you don't get started, when will you be ready, right? Like, is there ever a time yeah. to do something?
1: Exact, exactly,
0: and, and you bring up a good point. You know, I think a
1: lot of artists, and I had a hard time coming to grips with with calling myself an artist or having other people call me artists, because that, you know, it's just,
0: a, it's just one of those things, like I'm a welder, I'm a
1: fabricator, I'm this and that, like artists don't make any money. And uh and, and I gave I gave a lot of work away for probably the first five years just because I felt guilty that I was charging money to make this really cool shit, you know what I mean? And um I, I think that's where a lot of artists sell themselves short is there's like a weird artistic guilt of like here's this thing, it took me like six weeks to make, you know, maybe give me a hundred bucks for it. Um and you can't make a living like that. And, uh, and so my wife, you know, who who kind of helped me run the shop, kept me in line, and, and still does, you know, kind of broke it down one day. She's just like, you got a house, and two kids, and like, we're really not making it, so figure it out or go get a real job. And um, yeah, yeah and I,
0: don't, I love the idea behind the, the shop too, like, especially a lot of the work that you guys did early on, I mean, were there projects, I think... Specifically with Neon, I think there was a story that I read where you kind of had to take a job, but everybody in the local area was kind of telling them it was a little bit longer and you were like, look, I'll cook it up in like 48 hours. We'll have it done. And I think uh, that kind of got your foot in the door. And I thought that was a super cool story to kind of touch on. Like how, what were you feeling at that time? Was it just like, Hey, I got nothing to lose. Right. It, it, exactly. And and again, it's that, you know,
1: when you know you're capable of something, you know, you have it in you, you're just waiting for someone to give you that chance, you know, to give you a shot, just crack the door open a little bit, you know, not to be corny about it, but, uh, you know, I think we had been, we had been open as a shop for two years, three years at that point, and I think I was just doing a lot of welding and railings and like not fun stuff. And, that was a chance to just flex, you know, like, I got this, we can do this, we might not sleep for a couple of days, but this.
0: <laughs> and there's some cool projects, too, I mean, especially to where you're at now, it's pretty cool, I mean, a lot of the stuff that I love, there's, like, a huge hot rod culture that you're into, and a lot of it gets kind of pre-baked into, especially the old signage, I think, like, all the hand painting and things that you guys do, you incorporate and work with a lot of local artists, that's such a cool thing, I always tell people that, like, You know, we should lean on the people that are really good in those categories, especially if you don't have those skills to combine all of it together. And it seems like there's such a huge, like, advantage to your team. Have you been able to incorporate pieces of that or have you kind of just kind of stumbled into some of that stuff?
1: Absolutely. You know, you know, one of my big things is like there's there's people out there that are like, look what I did. And there's 10 people that they worked with or behind them that actually did the work or, or did parts of it? They never get credit. And, you know, my biggest thing is to to bring in people that have uh, the skill set that I don't have, or maybe they're better than than I am at it. Um, add them to the project, and like you know, the rising tide lifts all ships. You know, give them credit, and uh, there's enough to go around. Uh, absolutely,
0: and, yeah. Uh, you know, it's like the idea of a, uh, I always talk about abundance on the show like there's always this idea that if a sign guy takes a job from you that he's stealing from your pot you know and it's like it's almost like there's almost like self-criticism and like even in the industry it's like we've got to hustle for these few neon jobs that are out there and it's ridiculous right because I mean look how many companies now are using neon large companies and even small companies like I feel like there's a better position to be in which like you said is hey how can I you know hire talented people and then put myself in the middle of everything like that just seems like a better place to operate from. Yeah, and, it, and it ultimately makes
1: everything better. You know, when, you, when you're when you using the best of ingredients, it's the better the end product is. Um, you know, there's kind of the old, at least in the sign industry, sign painters or whatever, these kind of like secret lore where like anybody that asks questions, you can't give them any information. You can't tell them, you know, you got to sabotage them somehow. To right. Some weird like 1930s like <laughs> um and it's still prevalent it's a very grumpy cranky alcoholic group of people sign makers Uh, but it doesn't have to be Uh, i love uh, curious people being able to help just give them a little bit to get them started and send them on their way you know what i mean
0: yeah and it's like there is no guide to sign making it can be so many different things like i like the fact that even with like you guys recently did a like a pizza sign, which was kind of this like you're using all these materials, like um, you know, there's like the sliding pizza off the side of the roof, and then you've got the neon below it, and it's like all this stuff is like all coming together. Like, that's my favorite thing, is it's kind of like whatever gets the 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 show going, you know, and that's the name of the game. And and it's 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 kind of cool. Like you got off the side of the wall signs, you got indoor signs um and neon plays such a huge role but also like all the metal stuff like have you always been kind of a tinker at heart or like all the metal things because there's so many cool kind of off you know texas like i feel like there's something there where it's kind of like yeah we've got rough spots but also we can do things too that are really kind of pristine or like modern looking as well like it seems like you guys play in each pool like how, how do you uh kind of is it difficult to, to balance that off Oh,
1: and, and you nailed it! Like that's the coolest thing is that, um, is we get to play in all of those different arenas. You know, like I think a lot of people limit themselves. So maybe I'm I'm just a vintage you neon know, sign guy, or I'm just a this or this, whatever. I just like making stuff, you know. And it's it just it, it kind of my skill set and the skills I've picked up. I can with electricity and lights and weld and you know just make whatever you want made i'll I'll figure out how to do it and that's where the fun comes in and and the cool thing now is having you know 25 years in the sign industry you know being able to do this stuff now skillfully that i really wanted to know how to be able to do 20 years ago i can actually do it now you know
0: what i mean yeah and it's really cool. Like there's a lot of like, uh, like I said, I love all that old time kind of like, uh, you know, whether it's like carbon fiber or whatever the stuff you're using, like the the plastics into the kind of the self kind of uh, you know, propelled neon, like the flashing neon, the animated neon. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all, it's all good. Right. At the end of the day, it's whatever gets the message across. Right. And the client's happy. Then, Hey, things keep moving. Right. Like it's, it's going to help the business. Why not? Right. So yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. It's, I mean, that's,
1: that is ultimately the goal, you know, take the sign maker's ego out and just need to have someone say, good job. This is awesome. Like, it has to do its job on a business or, you know, draw a or get a, a feeling or an emotion across. um Yeah, like that's, and still my sensitive artist self, like, you know, pluck the money, just like, you did a good job, man. You did a real good job for us. Thank you. That's money in the bank.
0: Yeah. And this, and that's really the the request, the request of the client. Like I think people kind of get lost in the money side of it. Sometimes it's like you would take a job if it leads to more accurate kind of referrals and things like that, but also is like your appetite to get to the next one seems so huge. Like, whereas I kind of feel like to become definitely a sign leader in today's age, you have to be able to willing to kind of, um, know bend and do things like i always think of what what technically what the client wants at the end of the day because that voice is the most important part but also like you know for artists it's kind of an evolution for them too to start thinking about i've always advocated for like hey if you can't get your own art off the ground do other things with what you've got to make that kind of evolutionary jump to then do what you want to do a lot of people kind of just say yeah, you know, neon, sure. neon never, it's, you know, coming back to what it was, and then what? What was it like? What are we looking at? Is it the '60s or the set? Like, what? I mean, neon's kind of gone through a lot of, you know, speed bumps, but you could say that for a lot of different industries. So I kind of just keep advocating for doing more creative things with the art that you have versus like trying to like, you know, do the same thing in the same way. You know, like if it's not. I, well, I, it's not well. yeah, so Yeah, I I, to- I totally agree. And, you know,
1: I love the romance with neon and it, it has a special part of my heart, but it it was the best tool they had to communicate, you know, from the 20s to the 60s. And then you kind of see the, the plastic face stuff come in and and uh, different plastics in the 60s. And signs will continue to evolve using the best tools for communication. And, you know, I, I love vintage stuff. I love combining different styles. Um, uh, you know, some modern materials, some old materials and uh, again it's it's just trying to communicate the best with what you have um, that being said, not a big fan of LEDs but they're pretty amazing. Um, not a fan of uh, CNC routers and plastics push through letters, but that stuff's pretty amazing. Um, you know it's a, there's a lot of tools that sign makers now have uh, to convey the message to, to make really creative stuff.
0: Yeah, and I never get old on that either like it kind of just it's cool that you at least have that idea of like okay it's out there it's doing something else other than what what you know got going on. But you know you do have kind of like if it isn't broke don't fix it right if the clients are really digging it and you like what you've got going on. Who's to say that you know you couldn't add little bits of things here and there to kind of help keep things fresh. And, and I think, you know, look, I mean, there's a great deal of effort that goes into making things look a certain way. And I, I like that. I don't feel that it's a hindrance in any way. I think you've got like, especially with people that have kind of restored certain signs or even like you said, like people bring things by to kind of, uh, have other ideas from, I'm sure you garner a lot of information from other signs that you see in the field and then kind of have your own spin. Like I love, I personally really like, um, a lot of the, the kind of the, the stuff like when it comes to like uh you know like the car stuff is really neat because i can see kind of both elements going on at the same time it's like uh, it's neat to see other things on your page like you can kind of get a sense of where all this kind of comes from you know what you're into uh, a lot of times it's hard to just show just neon alone and i feel like you, your guys's page on instagram just shout out to that it's blackout signs is that you can really kind of see all kinds of stuff going on like all this stuff in the shop and then you kind of also do like just personal things that you like it seems like which i really love i think that's really cool well, yeah i mean it,
1: that's where it all started for me you know i was i was 15 and super into cars and hot rods and bond dutch and big daddy rod and rock williams Jeffries, you know all these guys from the '60s. That the common thing is they were all sign painters that they really tripped out work. And the uh, reading the stories about those guys, it's like I want to be one of those guys. You know, I'm just a, a nerdy 15 year old with a, a very slow hot rod. Um, and so, you know, I wanted to be a pinstriper, and a sign painter, and follow the same path. Of and so I I did it. You know, I'm horribly, horribly. <laughs> um, just that repetition of just like wanting something so bad and putting the time in practicing and doing it, doing it, and uh, uh, yeah, cars. Have, I've probably had forty-five cars uh, at this point in my life, and and hot rods and building things. I think the common thing is just doing stuff, you know. Uh, making something or fixing something, or building something.
0: Uh, yeah. But yeah. The, the idea too is like, it's really inspiring too. I think it takes a lot of effort to kind of have other things going on, but you, I, I do think that it solves a lot of problems along the way. I think the more you can kind of add to your, you know, that repertoire is really nice. I think it's kind of, you know, life after neon, it's like, whatever else you're into, kind of always get you started, whatever gets you going. Right. Cause sometimes I think, you know, science can give you, uh, you know, can decide certain elements and it's always good to kind of think outside the box, like what else you can do to it. But for me, it's like, I think, yeah, just really impressed by a lot of the work you guys do. How has it, yeah, anything you're super excited about now that you kind of think that would, uh, people would want to, you know, dig into a little bit and maybe just shout out. Well, you know, along with everybody else, this,
1: this last year has been like a total death and rebirth of sorts. Um, you know, this time last year, you know, there had three employees, four employees and we were just kind of, we're just kind of going through the motions. Like this thing was on autopilot and work would come in, work would go out and kind of, uh, the passion wasn't gone, but the passion wasn't the first thing dealt with. And so, uh, Kind of getting set back to square one, um, you know, me with a lot of time in my shop and on my tools, I kind of fell back in love with what I do for a living. And not that I sold any clients short, but uh, just being able to refocus on the creative part, and making everything as well thought out and well executed. As we can, you know, I feel like the the workload has dropped off considerably, um, but the quality of work has still leapfrogged, um, you know, kind of back to when I first started feeling hungry, passionate, and uh, like I had something to prove, like that feeling is very first and foremost these days, and it's a real good thing.
0: Yeah. And also like, I think that it's, it's hard, it's been hard to socialize, you know, especially when it comes down to being on board when coming to visit, you know, different uh, stores or kind of people coming in and seeing things. Um, But from a conversational element, I really think the internet has been helpful. I think, you know, especially with replicating what we can do, you know, I think setting up different jobs or showing people designs and things like that. I think um, there has been, like you said, this kind of like what, what can matter you know what perspective is huge right like is it worth my time to do this anymore or is it now an issue where we drop off and never you know make contact within the kind of the installation window and we just kind of operate at a certain time frame or whatever it is but yeah like trading that attention and, and having people kind of go back and forth between what's important at the shop i'm sure that's a difficult thing to judge and you know, being an operator it must really kind of give you a lot of Insight as to where things could go, right? Like, I think a lot of people, you know, what we could be doing in the meantime. Like, I think this is a good time for people to do the things you wanted to do, you know, you didn't have time for, or maybe just, you know, how the business turned into.
1: Yeah, I I totally agree. And, you know, uh, I think that, I think and I hope that there's a creative just bloom that comes. After this uh, lockdown, with all these people with so much time on their hands, and you know, having to deal with new stresses that they didn't have to, that the next that it just busts out of the gate like racehorses, you know, of just creative awesomeness, you know, music, uh, science, beyond uh, movies, art, whatever. Uh, I think there will be a silver lining to uh, to all this, and you know, I, I feel it with the stuff I get to do every day. The, the calls I'm getting for people and uh, a lot of the businesses that we've been fortunate to work with this past year uh, haven't let, haven't let this slow them down. You know they're preparing uh, for what's happening next, and you know with the businesses that close, uh, new ones are going to be opening. So I'm very optimistic that they're going to want to stand out and have something cool. Uh, you know we can we can step in there with them and, and make something that stands out.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. I think there's a lot of um, elements to, like you said, the reopening phase of what goes on. You know, I think a lot of businesses are now thinking about how they can get out front. And, um, you know, hopefully the sign makers out there in the world can really kind of help turn that light back on. I think a lot of people are struggling to get there through through to other people that, hey, they are open or they have been open or they will reopen. Those are good opportunities, I think. Um, You Yeah, and
1: and they're going to, they're going to shine some big lights out there. I think it's going to be really
0: Yeah, I think so too. Um, Where can you know people check out your guys' work? I know in the website, uh, blackout. uh, Also, your Instagram. We mentioned that a little bit too. If you're in the local area, you guys are you know technically obviously still open, very much active. um, You know, for future reference, we'll put some links in the show notes. Um, But anything you want to kind of end on here, just letting people know what's going on.
1: I just um, yeah, you know, we love visitors. We're we're just just south of Austin, Texas um which is a great town that supports our neon signs it's been booming for 20 years it's pretty amazing to watch but uh if any of you are out there would like to come swing by the shop we'd love to have you You just uh, just give us a phone call and then uh, to support your local artists you know uh, appreciate the neon that's that's up you know the signs that you see around town support those businesses um, just kind of support the little guy the little shops They need it now or never.
0: Yeah, that's a good advice. I mean, Jay Gordon, uh, really appreciate everything you guys have got cooked up at Blackout. Um, check him out in San Marcos, Texas. They've got, like I said, conceptually, painting-wise fabrication, there's not, you know, there's very little they can't do. I mean, really, honestly, at the end of the day, uh, I'm just super attracted to all the neon coming out and and just the fresh perspective. There's a really hard-hitting approach And, um, you know, pretty much hanging all the signage front and center. I think the the, it's in a good place and especially just for super, super sound advice when it comes to making neon, you know, anybody in that area, please go check them out. Uh, Appreciate what you're doing, Jay. And uh, thanks for coming on the show. Hey, thanks so much. I appreciate you. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed that show. If you haven't done so, please leave us a review on your podcast aggregator of choice. We have a lot of great neon guests coming up. And as always, thanks for listening.